If you could turn in your Bibles to Psalms chapter one, Josh, I think I left my glasses in there. Can you get it real quick? You know, we've been uh, sharing some uh, a few messages. I know Pastor Will is is, is also been really uh, deep in the Psalms lately, and you know, I'm going to share uh, a message that I actually wrote a few weeks ago. Uh, and I didn't get to share with you guys. I shared with Buffalo Teen Challenge when I went up there. Um, but I, 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 the desire of my heart was to share it with you guys too. Uh, today, Pastor Wilson Jost, who's the chairman of our board, was supposed to be here, minister. Originally, Brother Don was supposed to be here today. That has gotten postponed till next Wednesday. So they will be here along with probably and possibly a couple other members of our board. Uh, we're going to have a special service. Uh, you know, Pastor Don is going to make, you know, the official announcement uh, to, to the body uh, and uh, a couple other announcements. But, but so I was asked last night uh, to fill in. So I had the opportunity to share a word that I desired to, to share with you uh, today. Amen. So if you can turn to Psalms chapter 1. This is also uh, a portion of scripture that Pastor Will had ministered to. And the great thing about the word is that it's alive. And the great thing about the word is that um, you can get uh, 10 different messages from the same portion of scripture uh, from a different perspective, uh, from, a, dif uh, from a, different, uh, uh, a different revelation or a different, uh, a different portion of it. So I'm excited to share this uh, with you today. And how many people have heard the expression, make like a, a tree and, and leave? Like a play on the words, make like a tree and leave. Well, today, the title of my message today is called Make Like a Tree and Stand. Make like a tree and stand. Psalms chapter 1. It says this, blessed is the man. The word blessed is esher in the original language. It means happiness and blessedness. So it means what it, it looks like it means. Who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree. I want everyone to say, like a tree. Like a tree. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth in its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly, the ungodly, are not so. So this doesn't happen with the ungodly, but are like the chaff which the wind drives, drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Father, we thank you for your goodness, and we thank you for your mercy, Lord, that has brought us to this very moment together. Lord, I would pray in Jesus' name, Father, that there would be no distractions in this place, Lord. Father, I pray that the ministering of your word and your gospel would come forth with power and authority. I pray that our hearts would be prepared for your word as soil is prepared for seed. I pray, Lord, that we would reap much fruit because of your word that is 
been planted in our hearts. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Psalms uh, 1. It lays a foundation uh, of the entire book. We know that most of the, the Psalms were written by David uh, in, 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 in song. The word Psalms is song form. Uh, these were, uh, some of them are, were uh, praise declarations. Some of them were, were times where he was in trouble and he was singing out to the Lord and crying out to the Lord and writing poems and, and things describing his emotional uh, uh, state that he was in at the time. Uh, many of them were written when he was fleeing and running from Saul and he was in a place of desperation. Uh, they were written in a, a, many of them in a place of victory, you know, uh, and and that's what makes the psalm so really powerful, and it makes it so um, uniquely fitting to to the human experience because it really shows the broad landscape of what being a human being is like. And often religion will paint a picture. That God is outside somewhere of humanity in statue and perfection form and not really connected to the essence of, 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 of what and who we are. And, and Psalms really ties us into the human experience. That's why I love it. That's why I try to read the Psalms every single day because, because it really, really brings out the fact that God is inter, inter, intertwined with our humanity and that it's okay to have a hard day. It's okay that sometimes you don't feel on top of the world. It's okay that bad things sometimes seem or unfortunate things seem to happen. That it doesn't necessarily mean that God is angry with you. It doesn't mean that you've necessarily done anything wrong. Sometimes it just means that you're going through the human experience. And that's what Psalms does. It really brings out the human experience. Do you know it's the most widely used book in the Old Testament? And in the, the beginning kind of lays out, as, as Proverbs does, it kind of lays out in the beginning of Proverbs that it's a book of wisdom. Well, this particular portion and this chapter kind of lays out what Psalms, it sets the foundation for what Psalms is going to be talking about. And the early verses of this, as we said, it talks about being blessed is the man who walks in the counsel of the ungodly or sit, uh, sits, sits uh, uh, or stands in the path of sinners or sits in the seat of scornful. Really, what this portion of scripture is talking about is really about decisions and, and actions and talking about what, what, what kind of influences you're going to have in your life. And, and then it goes on to talk about what the, the, the what you're going to reap from your, your decisions, whether you're going to be in the word and you're going to uh, uh, be, be with the righteous and listening to those things, or you're going to put yourself in a place with the ungodly and listening to all the other influences that will try to bombard our brain on a daily basis. And it really talks about like, you know, what is going to be the fruit of that decision? And that's what this psalm is really about. It, it talks about uh, what kind of influences you are listening to. And what I spoke about last week is that, you know, we often see the word counsel and we think about like, you know, who we're sitting in front of and who's telling us what to do. But that's not really what counsel always is. Counsel sometimes is just the conversations that you have with your buddies. Like what you're entertaining, whether what, what, where you receive 
uh, uh, your information. If, if, if Jay-Z and Beyonce are, are, are what you're listening to and listening to their podcasts and listening to their music, and, and that is going to affect your life. If that's your counsel, and it sounds silly, but many people get their counsel from life and their, their, their philosophies and their ideologies from things like that. It's not too far-fetched. You know, some people look look to uh, you know uh, movie stars or musicians, or they look to uh, they look to uh, you know uh, even political people, and, and and they look and they, they base their life on all of these different kind of influences, and it's really where they're getting their counsel from in all the decisions they make. I mean, if you were to put your ear to to the to the media or the street now, it would sound very much different than it may have sounded 50 or 60 years ago, right? But what people think is truth right now isn't any more truth than uh, may not be uh, uh, as much truth as what people were speaking 50 years ago because how many people know things shift and change and things come in style and out of style and what was considered wrong is is, 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 is now considered right and what was considered right is now considered wrong. And, you know, and if you base all of your life on, on these fleeting things, you're going to be very, very confused. And as we grow up, you know, we, 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 we begin to mature, we begin to change. For those of you that are, that are 30 and 40 and 50, you probably look back at your life and you say, man, I was foolish when I was 20. <laughs> because we all go through changes and we all, we, we, we all, we, not, well, we all go over changes, but many people don't because of the influence and because what they find acceptable <laughs> is different. It's different in each culture. At times, it's different in, in different geographical places. What people believe to be okay in America, maybe they don't think is okay in, in some other country in, on the other side of the world. And we happen to think what, what our truth is right now and everything that's going on in our present day and in, and, and, and in our current events is, is, is how everything really truly is. And sometimes it's just not. You know? We all think that we are... Individuals are the center of the universe. I know a few people that they truly believe that they are the center of the universe. But we as Americans often believe that our culture, our way, you know, our, our attitude towards things are, is, is always is, is the way. And then everybody else just needs to catch up to us because we are cutting edge. That's not always true. But the word teaches us truths that are true over are true from year to year, from generation to generation, from country to country, from culture to culture. If it doesn't work in, in the African jungle, it doesn't work here. Truth is truth no matter where you take it. And this book is filled with truth and advice on how to live and how to make decisions. And if you, and, and he goes on to say that if you meditate on this book and on this law that you will be prosperous and you'll be blessed. Amen. Now, I would probably have to say that every person in this room has a goal in their life to be blessed and prospered. I don't think anyone sitting in here, and if you are, we can talk after, just wants to, to, to have a life of destruction, have a life of despair, have a life of poverty, have a life of broken relationships, have a life where they don't succeed in any kind of vocation or anything. Nobody wants that. 
So I would think if I asked how many people wanted to be prosperous and live prosperous and have some sort of success in your life, you would all raise your hand. But if I told you, listen, you can find that in this book, some of you may agree, some of you would agree in word, but indeed you would not because you wouldn't fill your life or your head or your mind or your heart with this word, nor will you listen to the people that God says in this book to listen to. Bet you'd rather listen to other things. What the media says and what our culture teaches us instead of what the Word of God says. Behavior matters. Decisions matter. A blessed life does not just happen. Accidents happen. A blessed life doesn't just happen. A blessed life is a sum total of hard work, Good decisions and a lot of grace of God. Hallelujah. A lot of grace. Mm -hmm. But there's decisions and hard work that are in the middle of that. And there's choices. And if there wasn't, this book wouldn't be filled and it wouldn't tell us to do such things. If you obey, you'll eat the, the fruit of the land. It doesn't just say, listen, you know. Even the battles in the word of God when God said, the battle is, is yours. He would tell his prophets. He would tell his kings, just go. They still had to go. They still had to fight. They still had to go the direction that he told them to go. The promises was theirs. The promises of, of the end result was, was there. But it was always according to a certain pattern of behavior or decisions making. Now, God has a way of redeeming things and putting us back on track. Thank God he does. That's where the grace comes in. But we are still responsible to make the right decision in our life. So back to my title. What is the significance of trees? And I'm going to share some things about trees with you as it pertains to this psalm. It says there's a tree on the first page of Genesis. That's amazing, right? The first psalm. The first page of the New Testament and the last page of Revelation. Whether it's from the fall of man, the flood, or the overthrow of Pharaoh, every major event in, in the Bible has a tree marking the spot. Isn't that amazing? I know Pastor Will shared uh, a bit of that when he spoke about this portion of Scripture too. Is trees are so very important. Trees are, 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 are the oldest living things on earth. There are trees alive today that were already ancient in the time of Christ. Think about that. In fact, God gives a trees a ring to mark every year and every birthday. So it's important. God is always trying to teach humans how to think long term. Trees can live as long as 10,000 years. 10,000 years there's some trees that live. Living just three score and ten years, that's how long we live, we get blinded by short-term gain and lose sight of eternity. And God wants us to see the forest and the trees. Trees are significant in the word of God. Jesus said he is the true vine and that his father is the dresser of the garden in John 15. The Bible, the Bible refers to itself as a tree of life in, in Proverbs chapter 3. We are told to be like trees planted by the streams of water that yield their fruit in season. And, the, and just in the chapter that we just read of Psalms. It's amazing. Moreover, every major character in the Bible appears in conjunction with a tree. Noah received the olive branch in Genesis chapter 8. 
Abraham sat under the oak tree of, of Mamre in Genesis chapter 18. Moses stood, stood barefoot in front of the burning bush in Exodus chapter 3. At a first glance, Joseph might appear to be an exception, but the Bible tell us, tells us that Joseph simply is a tree in Genesis 49. The same pattern holds in the New Testament. Uh, Testament. Zacchaeus climbed the sycamore tree in Luke chapter 19. Zacchaeus is a favorite of mine because we're both short. So we have, we have a good connection. The blind man saw people as if they were, were walking trees in Mark chapter 8. The disciples ga gathered on the Mount of Olives in Luke chapter 22. The Apostle Paul asserted that if we have gone for a walk in the woods, we are without excuse for knowing that God exists in Romans chapter 1. He says even the trees and, and everything declare the glory of God. Paul also wrote that Christians are like branches grafted into Israel's tree trunk with roots that help us stand fast and firm no matter what the trouble comes. And that's in Romans chapter 11. So we can see trees relate to scripture. Trees relate to us and we're called to be like trees. So that's why I had to discover how are we like trees or how are we to be like trees? Because I want to know I want to live the life that God has for me. I want to live the life that he has made available to me. I want to live a life that honors him. And I'm here to tell you that if God has called you to a life, he's called you to a blessed life. Even if someone else sitting next to you might not think it's the blessed life. I love what Pastor Gary says. Success is doing what God has called you to do. I paraphrase that. But that's basically, that is success. And I promise you, you will find the greatest blessing, the greatest joy, the greatest contentment you will ever have when you're doing what God has called you to do. When you're in the middle of God's plan for your life. You will not only be fruitful, you will not only be blessed, but you will feel blessed. You will, you, you know, I walk around, you know, some people may say, uh, you know, well, you know, you, you, you work at a... a, a a drug and alcohol program, and you're dealing with a, a lot of people like, man, I don't know how you deal with it, I don't know how the hell you go to work every day, dealing with people's problems, and dealing with people dying, and people do relapsing, and this happening, and staff doing this, and this, that. Uh, but I find the greatest joy in it. I said, I don't know what else I would do. I was like, I wake up in the morning, and my wife will attest to this, and she, she thinks my reasoning for this is different, but I love coming to serve and coming to be here. I love it. There's nothing else I would rather do. Like, I love my job so much that it doesn't even seem like work sometimes. Now, I'm not saying it's not stressful. I'm not saying there are no challenges. But, I mean, playing baseball is a struggle and a challenge, too. You know, you got to, whether you feel tired or not, you got to get out there and do it. You got to practice, whatever. So, no matter what you do, if you're going to do something in life, there's going to be stresses and, you know, things that are connected to it. But, man, I feel so blessed because I know that I'm standing right where God has called me to be. And there's nothing, I wouldn't trade anything for this. Anything. God has that life for you. God wants you to experience his blessing and his joy in his will for your life. Back to trees. A tree planted by the water is always close to its source. It tells us in this scripture that we are to be like a tree planted by the water. What is the primary thing that a tree needs? Water. Water. What is God saying when he says you will be like a tree planted by the water? He's saying, listen, 
if you get in my word, if you live the life and, and take and have the counsel that I, I have desired for you to take in in your life, you will be like a person or like a tree that is connected to its source. So you will be a person that is connected to the source of life for you. Isn't that incredible? I mean, that to me, that's incredible. Like, man, I am plugged into the very giver of life. Like, you can run all over there and do whatever this. You know, some people are like these trees planted in the desert. And they're starving, and they're, they're drying up, and they're fighting, and they're struggling. And I want to be sitting right by the riverbank just soaking it all up, you know? I'm not sure what kind of tree I would be. I mean, is there like a... Maybe it would be a stump. <laughs> some of you would be like redwoods, dogwoods, birch. That might be a stump. I don't know. You know, one of those things that, like, by the riverside that, you know, that just come up a little bit and, you know, like a little stubby thing. That's the kind of tree. But I'm planted by the water, I'm connected to the source. Jesus called it living water when he was talking to the woman at the well in John chapter 4. And Revelations refers to it as a river. We need to stay connected to the source. Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him will bear much fruit, for without me he can do nothing. Jesus said that the, a man does not live by bread alone, but every word that comes out of the mouth of God. So what is our source? The Lord. What is our source? His word. If we stay connected to those things, we will be blessed. We will prosper. We will see good things happen in our life. A blessed life is a life that stays connected to its source. Stay plugged in and stay connected to its source. Number two, trees planted by a water's edge create boundaries and borders. You want to know where I got these points from? I actually study trees. Not, not, not biblically, I just did some studying on trees. Is What's the benefit of trees by a river? And one of the things that it said was, number one, it's connected to its source. So I'm not a genius. I mean, I'm just doing some studying, you know, just to, some finding out about trees. Now I'm a triology, triologist or something, whatever they are. But another thing it said is trees planted by the water's edge create boundaries and borders. So they create like a bank where the water starts and where the water ends. We are people, uh, we as the people of God create a counterculture counter of morality. What am I saying? We are the standard of morality. We are the boundary and the border of what's good and evil. If the church does not preach what is good and what is right, then who will? The world won't. Because their good and their right changes from season to season, generation to generation. And it doesn't seem like it's getting a whole lot better. So we... As, as, as God's people are called to be a boundary and create borders and create, create a, a distinct line of what's good and what's evil. We, are, we, we create a counterculture of morality. Because God's word, word is still the truth and will always be our guide to morality. But it says in the fourth verse, it says the ungodly are not so, but they're like chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor the sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. 
We are to be a boundary and a border for the world. We are called to set a standard of righteousness and godliness. Number three, trees provide life and shelter for others even after death. Even after death. Oxygen for life on earth. Do you know that trees will create our oxygen for life for us to breathe? Trees provide fruit and nuts for food. Medicine, many, much medicine comes from trees. Shelter for animals. Building materials for humans. I mean, think about what a tree does for us. How many different benefits it has to our world. Well, if God has called us to be like a tree, our lives should produce these things for others too. We should be a benefit to our surroundings. Our life, and a life that's in the Word, a life that's blessed according to the will of God, is a benefit not only to you, but to the world around you. It bears much fruit. My children depend on my life to feed them. My decisions that I make to feed them and take care of them. My children depend on me and of course my wife to be medicine to them, to be soothing, to, to, be, to, to, to bring shelter to them. And that's just our immediate family. As, as, we, as we prosper and God begins to bless us and unve- uh, uh, reveal his will in our life, we become that to more than just our physical children. Pastor Gary, you've been in this community ministry for how many years? 25. 25 years. Over those 25 years, I guarantee there are thousands of people that would say, Pastor Gary did this for Pastor Gary helped me with this. Pastor Gary did this. Pastor Gary fed me. He gave food to my family when we didn't have food. Because your life is bearing fruit. Because you're planted. You're planted. God will use your life to provide for more than just yourself. If you stay connected to the source. Trees provide beauty. They change colors with the seasons. Trees are so amazing that sometimes people, people they drive to this part of the country just to look at, look at the trees. To see the foliage. Then we go down south to see the palm trees. And to California to see the great, great, great uh, uh, redwood trees. Trees provide beauty. They provide diff- They provide change. They provide. They provide. Uh, you know, uh, just substance. You know that there's sixty thousand different species of trees. Sixty thousand different species, all different and having a different purpose. That's what makes them beautiful. None of them are shaped the same. None of them. Uh, they don't all do the same thing. They don't all have the same benefit. Some are used, there's only certain wood that you can use to burn. Like, I know that we have this little fire pit in the backyard. And, like, there's certain woods that, that you can use to burn. And that they, they, they burn nicely, they don't smoke as much, they even smell good, uh, and, they, and they stay on fire. And then there's some other trees that know that's not good for burning. It's very moist wood, or, or it doesn't smell right, or it has a lot of sap in it, and, or whatever. I don't know everything about it. I just know that I've put trees in there that just smoldered. It didn't really do much. Then I've, I've, I've put the right wood in there, and it burns right. 
different trees for different things. You can get, do you ever get one of those fishing poles that are made of like bamboo? Like them like snapper poles? Like you can do that with bamboo because the bamboo is a certain kind of material. You can't say, yo, go chop down the oak tree in the backyard, let's go snapper fishing. It doesn't work. What am I saying is that trees are different and they have different purposes and they have different uses. God has created you for a specific purpose and although you are saved by grace and you are pro you are saved by grace, but you are prospered by your choices. Choices reflect the counsel and what you ingest into your heart and your life. But you were created to be beautiful. You were created to be special. You were created to be unique. And God will never bless the person that you're pretending to be because he made you specific. There are things that, that you can do that I cannot do. There are things that that, 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 ways that you connect to people that I can't connect to people. We look different. We sound different. Our voices are different. God's created us different like he's created trees. And it's easy to look at trees and say, well, that tree is for that. And this, that tree is good for building. And uh, cedar we know is good for keeping pests and, you know, this away. And, you know, this tree is good for burning and. And this tree is good for that. And we can see that and we know the difference and we find, and we don't judge a tree because it can't do something else. But we look at ourselves and we look at others and we say, if, they're not, if they don't act exactly the same as this, yeah, then on. they're no good. Right. You're an individual and God has blessed you and made you to be who you are. Okay. So you don't have to change your personality to be walk out this blessed life. You don't have to think that if, oh, if I give my life completely to the Lord, that I'm going to become this dull, uh, uh, you know, uh, person that has no personality or has no friends. In fact, God will enhance who he called you to be in the first place. That's why a place like this becomes so funny and the staff becomes so fun funny because because... In the world, a lot of times, people are trying so hard to fit a mold and to act a certain way that they all become kind of the same. Like, if you go to a particular group, they all seem to act the same or want to dress the same or, or be the same. And I believe there's something so beautiful about individuality that when someone gets saved and they, their life begins to change, you, you, you begin to, to, to uh, appreciate their differences. Even our, our little quirks and little things that we do, you know, when we just start to feel comfortable with ourselves and say, you know, this is, this is who, who I am, you know, I'm a little quirky, I'm a little dirty, or, you know, uh, I'm this or I'm that, and all of that stuff is okay. It's all okay because God has created us to be unique and to be different. And the last point, and I'm done, the worship team can come up. Trees have a tendency to outlast. Trees have a tendency to outlast. You know, as you guys know, that we're we're uh, we're design we've designed uh, the new the the new building and new construction, and uh, the plans have been made. Uh, they've been approved, and, and and things are beginning to roll. You know, and when I was sitting uh, with Landmark last month, and we were going over the plans with us, um, there was there was there was. Uh, there's a particular tree in the back of 416, that big oak that as soon as you pull in the back, uh, in the back driveway, you see that big, huge tree over there? Well, that tree is not going to be cut down. For, 
couple reasons. Number one is because I, I think Landmark wanted to preserve preserve it, and just because the tree is so old, I don't know how many hundreds and hundreds of years that tree is. But that tree is going to be there when when the building happens. You know, and that tree was already a full-grown tree when that house was built in 19, early 1900s. It saw the rich family that lit, that owned that mansion that lived there saw their life and them come and go with their horse and carriage. In fact, the carriage house was a carriage house. It was horse and carriage when that was built. That's how they, that's how they drove. In fact, that area of Clinton Hill was uh, where where people from Manhattan would go to vacation. And that area was like an exclusive area. That's why it's called Vanderbilt, the road behind us, because the Vanderbilts were very powerful, rich, uh, wealthy uh, family. I'm sure they probably still are. And that was that area was was specialized for that. So that's why there's carriage houses and different things because it horse and buggy at that time. And the cobblestone roads that are still some places in Brooklyn that's that's original. And that tree saw that family live their lives and have their children, generation to generation of birds and squirrels, raccoons and whatever else is going through that tree. And then it saw the, you know, the families to follow and kids raise up and kids get married and people die. Then it seen Dave Wilkerson came through and started a ministry and but by that tree, I'm sure Nikki Cruz walked by a hundred times and David Wilkerson probably walked by a hundred times. Don Wilkerson walked some of some of the some of the original uh, uh, men of God and women of God that God has used to raise up to bring this ministry all over the world. That tree has stood through it all. That tree has been through hurricane after hurricane. It's been through a lightning storm after lightning storm. And it still remains true. And it still remains firm. And it's, and it's going to see how many more years. It's going to see the new building being built. And the new generation of uh, Brooklyn Teen Challenge students and staff. And maybe, maybe even directors come through after me. And their children. And whoever, however Lord, the Lord, the Lord will tarry tree has stood through it all and is still doing what a tree does. It's providing housing for the birds and the animals. It's providing shade for us. It's providing beauty. It's providing something for the students to do to rake up the leaves that fall every single year, year after year. It's amazing. It's held the test of time. And when you build your life based upon this word and it becomes everything to you. You. Me. Us. will stand the test of time. And when the world is changing and falling apart, people are burning down cities. People are being killed in the streets. police officers and criminals alike. Presidents come and go and we get fearful that we're never going to make it through this. If this happens, we're done. Through it all, you'll stand. You'll prosper. You'll be blessed. Others will be blessed because of you. And you'll stand. to be connected to the source, man. 
we got to stand firm on your convictions in the Word of God and set boundaries and guidelines for your life to protect your focus and what God has for you to do. There's things in my life, we were talking about some of them before we came into service, choices that I had to make, things I have to keep away from my life, decisions I have to make because I have to protect the focus that God has given me for my life. Understand that you're beautiful and you're unique and you don't have to be like everybody else. And God never wants to take your beauty away. He wants to enhance it. He wants you to stand, man. He wants you to be like a tree and stand. In the face of everything that's meant to destroy you, everything that's meant to discourage you. If you're sitting here today with the sound of my voice, you could all just stand for a minute. Say amen. The minister too. Maybe I've been more like the flowers that fade. Maybe I've been more like the grass that blows in the wind and I haven't been like a tree. And you say today, Lord, I want to be like remember your life is a sum total of your decisions and you may have made a lot of bad ones but you can start today